Dear noble shopkeeper, is 25 the magic number? That's right. For one night only, the Lotto birthday jackpot is £25 million. And it must be won this Saturday. Lotto, celebrating 25 years of the National Lottery. Your numbers make amazing happen. Rules and procedures apply. Players must be 16 or over. This podcast contains questionable language, questionable content, and questionable opinions. Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. Welcome to Pod and History X, a podcast where we bring you interesting tales of little known history with the side of sarcasm and ignorance. My name is Tom. And I'm joined by my co-host, Austin. Hey, what's up, Tom? Hey, Austin. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Austin, we are a little short. Uh, We are missing one of our co-hosts. Yeah. Lexi is not with us for today. Mm. Uh, She is away. She will be back soon. Maybe next week. I'm not too sure. Yeah, she'll be back next week. So we'll have our full crew on uh, next episode. Yeah, the full lineup. The full lineup. But for today, it's just Austin and myself. Yep. Austin, I want to tell you a story. Okay. But before that, we have our day in history. Ah, uh, yes. But nothing was extremely notable. Yeah. But we did have a few interesting ones. Um, like... New York and Boston in 1847 were linked by telegraph wires. On this day. On this day, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And this is like the beginning of that connection. It's the beginning of social media. Yeah. In a way. Mm. <laughs> All right, that's a stretch. Is it a stretch? Yeah. All right. Um, also social on, hardware, I guess. I don't know. I guess so. But I mean, yeah. it's the foundations of communication. Yeah, yeah. Amongst people who are not- Modern communication, right. yeah. Uh, also in 1950, uh, North Korean troops reached Seoul and Harry Truman sent their first uh, wave of Americans. So essentially beginning the Korean conflict. Ah. So those are kind of the two big notable ones. June 27th. Very interesting. Yeah. Yep. That is today's date. That is. June 27th. <laughs> I think we forgot to say. I think we did, didn't we? <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Because it's our show. Yeah. And we can do whatever we want. Yeah. And we said it. So. We did. Yeah. Um, are you ready for that story? I think so. I th- what if I told you that there was only one person who started at the Civil War's first battle Mm -hmm. and also arrived at the last battle. Oh, it's Pat Robertson. (laughs) (laughs) No. He's the last surviving member of the Civil War, right? (laughs) It's a non-political show. (laughs) That wasn't a political comment. That was an old man comment. (laughs) But no, you're, 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 you may be right. I, he might be close to that. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a man, a gentleman, named Wilmer McLean. Wilmer? Wilmer. <laughs> it's Interesting. It's, it's the 1800s. He was born in- uh, I don't know if that's an excuse for Wilmer. I think it is. He was born on May 3rd, 1814, mm. and died June 5th, 1882. Oh, so for the time he- Wilmer. 
lived a while, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was 68 years old. Yeah. But his name was That Wilmer. has to be pretty old for the Civil War. I would imagine I mean, so. Other than Pat Robertson. But. 68, almost 70 years old yeah. is old kind of today. So. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, because who knew Pat Robertson lived to be 482 years old? <laughs> <laughs> so his name is Wilmer McLean. Yeah. Um, he was a grocer in Virginia. Mm. If you don't know what a grocer is. So I'd I, like to know. Okay. He, yeah. he sold groceries. Ah. Yeah. But not the way, see, the way I thought of it for a second was just like like a really old-timey checkout lane <laughs> where he like collected, you know, coins and then had to call his manager because the old-timey cash register wasn't open. <laughs> Maybe, probably not. No. Probably not, but... Right. um, Did he wear a top hat? He did not wear a top hat, but he All had right. a mean beard. Ooh. No mustache, though. Not no. like what we have. Mm. Just a beard. Just a beard. And it was pretty good. Handsome, very, very dapper-looking fellow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He looks a little bit like Ulysses S. Grant. He kind of does, yeah. yeah. That same look. Uh, and it's funny you mentioned U- Ulysses S. Grant because he comes into the story eventually. Oh. So what the hell does a little grocer in, well, at this time, Manassas, Virginia, have anything to do with the Civil War? Well, if you don't know anything about the Civil War, the first battle was a battle called Bull Run, which, mm. which historians now call the first battle of Bull Run because there were two. At oh. the exact same location. There were two battles at Bull Run? At Bull Run, yeah. Shit. And place must have been fun to fight in. Apparently not. It was just oh. like a little river and two fields. It was very simple. Oh, so it's, yeah. it's just where they met twice in a row. Interesting. It wasn't in a row. It was a couple years later, I believe. Ah. But um, there was a house. In, in New this, Orleans? In, in, yeah, in New Orleans. <laughs> in this area. Oh, okay. That uh, was the first to be shot at. And that was the house of Wilmer McLean. So his house was the beginning of the Civil War. Yeah. Now, his house had nothing to do with it, but the Confederates at that time were using it as, um, okay, his house was being used as a headquarters for Confederate Brigadier General P.G.T. What? Beauregard. <laughs> never heard of him. <laughs> Is it Beauregard or Beauregard? Uh, I, I think know. it's Beauregard. I don't know. I never heard of him. Oh, okay. Uh, and it says a cannonball dropped through the kitchen fireplace. Oops. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was also described it's by the scariest Christmas ever. <laughs> it, it was described as Beauregard or however you want to pronounce his name yeah. as a comical effort of this artillery fight, which was the descru- destruction of the di- of the dinner of myself and the staff by a federal shell that fell into my fireplace from the headquarters at the McLean house. So they were having dinner. And, and a, a cannonball, a came. cannonball came through the fireplace, <laughs> thus beginning the Civil War. In theory, now the yeah. Civil War had technically already begun. Yeah, but this is the first battle. So, did this Wilmer guy fight, or was he just hosting the Confederate army? Just hosting. Okay. Now he was. Uh, however, he was. Uh, uh, so no, he did not fight. No, he was literally just a grocer. Okay, that was his role in all this. It was mm. just him and his family. Well, people had to eat. They did. Even the ones fighting to preserve slavery. That is true. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Yeah. Um, the house belonged to Wilmer McLean, who purchased the property in 1854. Hmm. Um, it was situated as a, a house and a barn, so it's typical Virginia setting at that time, as you can imagine, uh, and then eventually became the headquarters for the Confederate troops. Uh, McLean was very happy to oblige to the general, uh, Beauregard. Yeah. <laughs> it's got this little French thing that I, I can't I can't seem to pick up. 
<laughs> and then he, uh, so this was his role. Yeah. Um, uh, McLean was a retired officer in the Virginia militia and had profited nicely off of renting the property that he was at. So he was in the Virginia militia, but at the time he was 48 years old, way too old to serve. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he was just retired. And at the time he was just selling groceries. Hmm. Um, and then, oh yeah, that's good. Sugar. That's what he sold. Sugar. Sugar. Oh, he sold sugar. That's what he sold. Wow. Sugar, yeah. Fun. So after the Battle of Bull Run, which uh, happened shortly after that first cannonball went through the house, yeah, he ended up moving, mm. assuming that this area is bad. There was this area specifically had a lot of battlefields around it. Virginia was probably the number one. Uh, most used land for battles in the Civil War. That was like so. It's that, probably good to get the fuck out right. of there. <laughs> so where does he go? I don't know. Where does he go? Appomattox. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he decides to move. That name sounds very familiar. It does, doesn't it? Uh, because it's even more interesting when you find out exactly where in Appomattox he moved. Okay, go ahead. Uh, it, it, on the courthouse property. Which oh boy, <laughs> which now we're getting to the the interesting part of the story because after the, this is years after the first battle of Bull Run, yeah, he quietly takes his family to another place named Mathematics, where eventually General Robert E. Lee arrived at Appomattox. At Appomattox. Now, if my history knowledge serves me right, Lee was only at Appomattox. A couple of years later for one reason. For one reason. <laughs> yeah. And you know what that reason was? I believe it was to end the war. To end the war. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy whose house technically started the war, or at least it was started was in. Was the site of the first battle. Right. Yeah. One of the first battles. Was also the site of his new house. Was the new was the ending of the Civil War. <laughs> now, they came they went up to him. Robert E. Lee's aide, Charles Marshall, went up to... Uh, went up to uh, McLean yeah. and said to him, we want to use your house to sign the end of the war. McLean mm -hmm. said no. He refused ah, and yeah. kept refusing. But eventually, they accepted. Uh, there were different terms, but eventually they both accepted and the place where they're going to sign the end of the war was right in this guy's house, Wilmer McLean's house. <laughs> Uh, I'll read this little paragraph uh, right from one of the blogs. Yeah. Lee arrived at McLean's Appomattox Courthouse property about one o'clock in the afternoon in a crisp uniform. Shortly after, wearing his muddied field uniform, and other general arrived. It was Ulysses S. Grant. For about 25 minutes, the two spoke in McLean's parlor until eventually Lee brought up the purpose of their meeting, the surrender of the Confederate Army. Minutes later, the Civil War ended. Now, this article doesn't end it completely. Oh, yeah? This ends it right as it was signed. There's more to it. Oh, shit. The people who were involved in this yeah. actually realized the significance of this moment. It's the end of the American Civil War. Yeah. This is not just the moment that's not going to be remembered. People are going to remember this moment. So, let me ask you this. I, you might not be into this kind of thing, but I know a lot of people are. Mm -hmm. If you go to another country or something, what do you want to bring back with you? When you come home, is, uh, 
I don't know. That's what I don't know. Like a souvenir. Oh, you, you ever well, yeah. take a souvenir? Yeah, yeah. You ever want to get a souvenir? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's like actual. I even get souvenirs when I travel in this country. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's kind of what thing you do. Well, that's exactly what everyone else did there. Oh shit! They took stuff from his house. They took stuff <laughs> from his house. Now they paid him. They did give him money. Yeah. Uh, equivalent of like six hundred dollars in today's money, so like thirty dollars or forty dollars back then. Wow, that doesn't seem that much to be the site of the end of the I know, giant war. But when I say everything, yeah, I mean everything. Every chair that people sat on, the table where it was signed, the furniture in the living room that no one even sat on, everything in that house was eventually bought <laughs> by everyone who was at this event. So they took it all. They took all of it. So, wow. So poor Wilmer, just a grocer. Had his first house, a cannonball went right through it, decides to move to a nice quiet place in Appomattox. Yeah. Civil War ends in his house and he leaves with nothing. He got a lot of money out of it from back then. I mean, that's he, he did pretty well, but yeah. I think the table sold for like $600 <laughs> in today's money. So yeah. like $45 back then. Yeah, yeah. That's like, think about that. Yeah. What would that go for today? I don't know. That's, yeah, that's, that'd be a lot more than that. <laughs> what are the odds? Of the, uh, of this happening to this one guy, I mean they have to be astronomical. You would imagine, right? Yeah, but it happened. I know. It's crazy. It's wow! Crazy. Could you imagine being able to say that the Civil War started and ended in your yard in your house? No, I can't. <laughs> but one person had the ability to say that. Yeah. Now what it doesn't say because I I don't think Woman McLean was all that. You know, uh, educated. I don't believe he was. He didn't have a journal or any kind of letters that he wrote that people see. Because I, I tried to look for some last night when oh, I was you couldn't find music. anything. Not really. I just wanted to know what he thought about this. Yeah, that his name will go down in history as the person whose the house was at the beginning and the end of the Civil War. Yeah, for no apparent reason. I mean, it's just an incredible coincidence. Yeah. It's, it's strange, just, yeah. Isn't it's it? an incredible act of coincidence. I mean, it's just I just can't imagine. I can't believe that. That I mean, <laughs> it's funny because some of the other stories we covered have been about mistakes, misinterpretations, right. um, you know, incredible confidence, right? And you know, like um, ambition. This was simply just pure pure luck. Yeah, or not even coincidence. Luck. I, yeah. I wouldn't even say it's luck because it didn't even sound like he enjoyed this. The first no, yeah. it, at first he was okay. He he let the Confederates use his house as a headquarters. Yeah. And no problems with that. Yeah. But uh when it came to ending the Civil War, he was like I don't know if it was because of pro Confederacy or he was just like, guys, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like they well, I think, sought yeah, him I'd out. be I'd be annoyed too if there was a cannonball and came my fireplace. I would probably do. And then you moved away to get away from the war and you find that <laughs> the war is back again right by you and as a matter of fact it's going to end, end right there. Yeah. yeah. And apparently going into the meeting no one really knew what was going to happen. Mm. It was just a meeting of the generals. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's uh then Robert E. Lee was like, "Okay, I'm here to actually say this is it. Yeah. This, this is the end of the uh, of the yeah. line, right in old Wilmer McLean's house. Um, That's incredible. Some little fun stats: his home in Appomattox was auctioned off and then sold privately. Uh, he died in 1882. Just so you know where, where I'm going with that. Yeah. So it was sold privately in 1872 for a thousand dollars, one thousand two hundred dollars. 
Wow. In 1891, the historic dwelling was resold to a Niagara Falls businessman for 10000 That's a lot of money by our standards, right? Yeah, yeah, for back then, quite a pretty penny. Yeah. Astonishingly, the new owner... The new owner took the house apart brick by brick and was yeah. planning to rebuild it either as an exhibit at the 1893 Chicago World Fair uh, or a for-profit tourist attraction in Washington, D.C. So right. they actually took it apart. Uh, a shortage of cash prevented him from making good on either scheme. So the house sat in pieces for the next five decades until it was purchased by the U.S. Park Service along with the original land. The house was painstakingly restored over 10 years. It was finally opened to public in 1950. So this little house, there was this huge plan to literally take it piece by piece and bring it to Washington, D.C. and rebuild it in Washington, D.C., but never did it. So now it's back in its original place, in its original building and everything, but... Why, why would they want to move it? I don't know. That's weird, isn't it? I think you want to keep it right where it is. Yeah. Because I imagine it's the only tourism that comes to Appomattox. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I, I To don't... see the end of the Civil War, yeah, yeah. where the war ended, yeah. And this is where you go. Now it's a historical site because this is where it was signed. So this is literally the only reason why to go to Appomattox. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so this and little- then it took all the way till 1950. Until it reopened for the public, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bought by the Park Service, huh? Yeah. So it kind of stayed in limbo for like- Better part of seventy years. Wow, that's unreal. <laughs> yeah, I, no, no one could have ever imagined that no. this story would be attached to a relatively innocent, unknown man. I don't know yeah. how innocent he was, but uh, Wilmer McLean. Yeah, who? Yeah, you don't really think of who he is, but yeah, he has a very important part in history. He was there from the beginning to the <laughs> end. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's amazing. Even Ulysses S. Grant can't say that. No. he wasn't put in charge of the Union until, I think it was 63 or 64, like right toward the end. Yeah. So Can Lee say it? I believe so. Okay. I believe so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure uh, Lee was there from the very beginning. It was, but he, was he at the first Battle of Bull Run? No. It was, it was uh, Beauregard. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and Stonewall Jackson, ah, versus Winfield Scott, uh, Irwin or Irvin McDonald and Robert Patterson. Oh yeah, <laughs> Pat Robinson. Yeah. See, I told you. I told you. He just changed his name. Instead of Pat Robertson, it's Robert Patterson. Yes, I knew it. I knew Pat Robertson. I'm not was even there. making that up. Um, I knew I, that was his fucking alias. Oh my god! And uh, the result of that, by the way, that battle was a Confederate victory. Mm. I don't know how the second Bull Run battle went. I think it was a Union victory, though. Was I think, it? I think that was toward the end of the war. Mm. Oh no! Second battle was a Confederate victory as well. This so one. So they were both Confederate victories. Yeah. This one was Robert E. Lee versus John Pope, and I believe it's shortly after this that um, Ulysses S. Grant, because I know Gettysburg. I don't. I don't think Gettysburg was under control by Ulysses S. Grant either, but it was right around that time. Oh yeah. But yeah, the the Union was losing the war bigly <laughs> at this time. Yeah. And that was another Confederate victory, uh, and it was also in Manassas. I think it was in the same exact field, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. I haven't brushed up on my Civil War history in a while, but I'm pretty yeah. sure it was in the same field. So technically, Wilmer McLean's house was in at least three major events. But it wasn't his house by the second time. No, right? yeah. no, no. So, but it was originally his, yeah. as you can say. 
But yeah, I mean that. So that pretty much ends the story of Wilmer McLean, <laughs> the luckiest unlucky man in the world. Yeah, like yeah, not just many a people weird, can say that. Yeah, weird factoid. Yeah, of history. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> just yeah. so strange. Uh, you have any closing thoughts on that? No, nah, I mean, I just, I really, it's, it is amazing that the man saw the yeah. what's considered to be the beginning and end and, of the and, Civil yeah. War. Definitely yeah. the end, and yeah. there, there was a even though, if I'm not mistaken, there were like people still fighting after there were, the war ended because they didn't know. They didn't know, and they also it was kind of like their own little resistance movement. Oh, okay. Where they some knew, but they just continued to press onward. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, there were battles because it was technically, it was technically just Robert E. Lee that quit. Ah. If I'm not mistaken, it's Robert E. Lee that said he's done. It's his army that's not going to be fighting anymore. So there were others who were still fighting, but Got Robert E. Lee threw his name out. He's like, listen, yeah. that's it. My yeah. my my supplies are destroyed. My men are gone. Uh, and then eventually they fell. But the end of the Civil War, I don't think was right there. Just the end of Robert E. Lee, which was essentially the Civil War. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. But, yeah, it yeah. really is. Yeah. These little tiny stories of people you never knew. Yeah. And this is the second one with a Mick, but this is a Mick, not a Mac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that ends it. Yeah. That ends it. Yep. Um, next week, Lexi will join us again. I think I have a story already prepared. Yeah. Uh, it seemed pretty interesting at All least, right. so I'll, I'll take a look. I'm not going to say what it is in case I back out of it. <laughs> there might be other ones, but if if my research is going good, it's, it's a pretty good one. All right. All right. Sounds good, Tom. Uh, all right. We'll uh, see you next week with another episode of Pond History X. See you. It's never nice missing out. But millions are doing just that by having a current account that doesn't pay them any interest on their hard-earned money. TSB is here to help. They offer interest to all their Plus account customers for no monthly fee. So if you're one of the millions of people who are missing out, talk to TSB. Terms and conditions apply. It's never nice missing out. But millions are doing just that by having a current account that doesn't pay them any interest on their hard-earned money. TSB is here to help. They offer interest to all their Plus account customers for no monthly fee. So if you're one of the millions of people who are missing out, talk to TSB. Terms and conditions apply.